Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to be back with you for another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. And I am, of course, your host, Ellie. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, the incredible Presh Rogers. Presh is a Pinterest marketing expert as well as an Instagram queen and the CEO of the Presh Assistant, or TPA for short. TPA helps established and badass online coaches and content creators jumpstart or enhance their Pinterest and IG marketing strategies to skyrocket their visibility without the need for paid ads so that they can enjoy more of the finer things in life like napping and binging shows. When she's not giving out high energy, good laughs or sunshine vibes, you can find Presh sipping her favorite drink of the day, dancing around for fun or watching her latest Netflix binge. Presh hosted a masterclass for my Swift Inner Circlers late last year, and she was so amazing that I really wanted to share her on the podcast. The thing I love about Presh and that makes her truly stand out as a done-for-you Pinterest service provider is that she's really thoughtful about how to use Pinterest as part of your wider marketing strategy and how you can repurpose content so that it really works for you rather than it feeling like another platform that you need to service. So that is why I wanted to get her on the show and to share with all of you. If you are looking at building out more evergreen or low-cost offers in your business, then this episode will likely be especially useful for you. I hope you love it. Enjoy. So something that I see a lot is that people start to integrate Pinterest into their strategy without really knowing why or how it benefits them specifically. So I'd love for us to kick off with a bit of an overview of why Pinterest is really great for coaches, creatives, and consultants. I love that question because I think it's it's crazy that people really just start doing what they see other people doing without actually figuring out why they want to use the platform. And that's like one of the things that I tell people in the beginning that you need to have a goal. Like, what is your Pinterest goal? It can't just be, oh, I want to just pin stuff because... What does that really do for you if you don't know where this traffic is going to go? So 
it's really important to make sure from the beginning that you understand like, okay, I'm going to use Pinterest to build my email list or use Pinterest to get more listeners to my podcast, to grow my membership, to grow my Facebook group. It's important to know this is what I want Pinterest to do. And it can do multiple things, but even within all those things, it's good to know where you're going to go with them so you can create your funnel for that. So first and foremost, knowing where you're directing your people to from Pinterest, because Pinterest isn't ever the destination, right? It's the the gateway that we're taking people to somewhere else. So I love that so much. And then if you were to give kind of an overview of Pinterest, what would you say is in addition to that, its main purpose, or is there a particular point in time where a coach, a creative or a consultant might specifically decide to use Pinterest? So one thing I would add to that is that Pinterest is top of funnel meaning that it is at the top of what you wanted people to do. This is where you're finding people who do not know you. They're usually in the beginning stages maybe of what they're looking for. We need to remember that Pinterest is a platform for inspiration and a platform to find solutions to people's problems. So say for instance, if you are a fitness coach, most people might be searching for how to start losing weight, how to you know do a keto diet or how to become a vegan, like that's the beginning stages. So you want to make sure you're creating content around those stages. So if you're a coach and you're creating content that is for beginners, then it definitely is a place that you want to be because most people are in those beginning stages. A lot of the content is like how to start a business. It's not asking how to build a five-figure business today because usually you have to start from the beginning. So we want to make sure that if you are in a place where you can, you're creating content made for someone in the beginning stages of what you teach, then it's definitely a great place for you to be. And as a coach, you want to make sure that if you have something that is a lot of value, if you have a lot of free content, if you have a lot of evergreen content, Pinterest is definitely a place that you can be because it's something that people will always be searching for. So if you have a masterclass that you just have out there that people can find at any time, if you have a webinar, if you have podcasts, these are things that people are always searching for. And you can put that on Pinterest and always get traffic to those different things. I just want to highlight and underline something you said in there, which was that Pinterest is really great for top of funnel, but also like start of project. So I always think about it in the context of, you know, I'm planning a wedding at the moment and it's like how to plan a wedding or how to find a color palette for your wedding. So in a business context, we're totally talking about, yeah, how to start a business or, um, you know, how do I make money in my coaching business or all of those things. And so I think that that's so great to remember because then we can always make sure that we're sharing and creating keywords that are so specific to that start of project. Right. Because everyone's going to be in different stages of their business, but usually when they're coming to Pinterest to search for something, it's for something at the beginning stage of something. So even if it's about building a five-figure business, they're going to be searching for something specific that usually someone who's searching for that or looking for that is on Pinterest for. That being said, you want to make sure that you are thinking about your ideal client and thinking about their pain points and thinking like them when you're creating the content to put onto Pinterest. Like I always say to use the example of if you're a life coach, you wouldn't put life coach 
like type of content, you will really think specifically, what are these people searching for that they need a life coach for? Because I might go on Pinterest and say, life coach. I'm not, well, I'm not really going to go on there. I'm going to go and search specifically for like maybe mindset tips or how to be more happier. And these are things maybe you as a life coach can teach me, but if you're not keywording your content that way, I'm not going to find it by, I'm not even thinking about, I need a life coach. I'm thinking that I need to have tips on how to be more happy or how to live a better life. So we have to really think about those things. 100%. So if you're a career coach, it might be keywords that are, how do I find a different job or how do I find meaningful job or how do I switch careers or how do I get a promotion or, um, yes. So instead of thinking about your products and services, really Mm -hmm. putting yourself in the mind of your ideal client and what they're searching. And the reason why this is such great advice is because it's so applicable to all marketing, right? And yes, it's so easy for us to forget that when we're in the tunnel of entrepreneurship and business ownership, and we're so focused on how we sell and how we get in front of people. But when we do that work of really diving into the mind of our ideal client, it becomes infinitely easier. And I love that it's so important that you do that on Pinterest. Right. It's just like all messaging. Like say, for instance, when I first started my business, I used to say stuff like use Pinterest to market on autopilot, Mm -hmm. but not everyone's going to know what that means. And if you're in a point of your business, you're not thinking marketing on autopilot. You might be thinking you want to increase your visibility. You might be thinking you want to grow your email list. You want to make more sales. And those are all things you can do with Pinterest. But if I say on, if I create a pin that talks about marketing on autopilot, no one's really searching for that on Pinterest or really anywhere, because that's not really what they're thinking they need. They are thinking they need you know, X, Y, Z, which is like maybe grow their email list because that's where their mindset is on how to get to their ultimate goal. And that's so different to say Instagram because for Instagram, it's far more that we're looking for the catchy title that's going to stop the scroll. Mm -hmm. Whereas Pinterest is more of a search engine. Can you just talk us through that for a moment, actually? Because that is is so interesting that we're so wired to think Pinterest is a social media platform, but it's not in the same way that others are, right? No, it's not. And that's like one of the main things I always teach my clients is that you cannot treat any platform like any other platform, even Facebook and Instagram. They're owned by the same people, but they still do not function exactly the same. You know, Instagram is way more visual. You know, Facebook is not as visual as Instagram. And even though Pinterest is a visual platform like Instagram, it's not the same at all. It's really important to know that the strategies behind all these things are different, just like the algorithms behind all these things are different. So you have to go into the platform knowing, okay, I have to learn how to use this the way it's supposed to be used and not how I use any other platform. And because Though Pinterest has social aspects, it is not a social media network. It's for searching. It's for inspiration. And though you can follow people, you can like things, you can share content, that's really not the purpose. I don't go on Pinterest for engagement or to interact with anybody. I go on Pinterest to find inspiration for something or to find a solution to something I'm searching for. Whereas Instagram, I'm going to engage with people, to build my community, to you know, really make connections. So you have to understand how the different platforms work. And then you know, like, okay, I have to use this differently. 
So based on that, do you believe that Pinterest suits certain business models more than others? So for example, I know you work with loads of coaches and heaps of our audience and listeners are coaches, which is perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> but obviously, you know, being a coach, there are so many different coaching business models. Yeah. Would you say that some business models are more suitable to Pinterest than others? Can you talk us through that? I wouldn't say that exactly, but I do think it depends on your coaching business because I'm not I'm not going to be the type of Pinterest expert to say Pinterest can work for everybody. I do think if you can find the way to make it work for you, there is always a possibility. Nothing's impossible. But like if you're a real estate coach, I do think that's possible, even though you might think, oh, a real estate is like kind of like off the internet. But if you're coaching people on real estate, it's not because people are going to be searching for how to be a real estate agent, real estate tips, and all those type of things. So if they're searching for something, I do think that it can be a great platform for all types of coaches. And it's really because it's different than Instagram, like we, we spoke about before, it has a different purpose. So people from Pinterest are going to be people who do not know you. That's traffic, really. It's a traffic generating, lead generating platform. Whereas Instagram, it can be lead generate, lead generating and also engagement and you know building your community. So I think they work really well together and they can be used for different things. So it's good to be using both platforms. Can you share a little more about some examples of ways in which you see Pinterest working really well. In previous conversations you and I have had, we talked about low-cost products and I know you've talked about free content, mm -hmm. tripwires, and maybe just explaining a little bit about what a tripwire is as well if we talk through that one. Mm -hmm. But what are some examples of, say, knowing that Pinterest is top of funnel, what are some examples of great funnels that you see play out? from Pinterest. I definitely always suggest that you have one a funnel in place in order to use Pinterest and know how you're going to get your client or your ideal customer to your the end goal, which is your Pinterest goal. So for example, if you have a digital product that you're trying to sell them, I would say it really depends on the product. If you have a higher end product or a product that's like $200, you have to think like a pinner. If you're searching for something, what are the likelihood that you land on a pin, you go to their landing page. And even though you were searching for, uh, I'll use a client as an example, she has a decluttering course. So though someone might be searching for that, they might not necessarily purchase that course right then because though Pinterest users are usually, we say they have their credit cards in hand, you still are going to just pause because you don't know this person. You don't know this course. You don't know anything about them. So the likelihood of you buying a product that is more, you know, $100, $200 is still slim. Just like if you're searching or shopping for anything, you're going to go on Amazon. You're going to look at the reviews before you purchase something, even if you like are looking for it. So we have to really think that through. So what I always suggest is having something that's free and you can always on the thank you page, either offer it for a little bit cheaper or to with a discount rate, or as you take them through your welcome sequence or your nurture sequence, offer it there. It's really about having that offer in different places so that people can see it multiple times. And as they're getting to know you, then they will be more likely to purchase what you're selling. Yes, lower end products or cheaper products, something maybe like $17, $27, those might be able to sell to the pinner much easier, but it still really depends on 
who the pinner is. Like if I really am ready to buy right then, I might buy it. Or maybe I've seen this pin multiple times as I was searching on Pinterest and it keeps popping up. I keep clicking on it. I've seen it five times. You have a really, really thought out cold audience sales page that is answering all my questions, all my objections. And then I'm more likely I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'll purchase it now. So it's really important if you are going to send pinners to a sales page that you make it for cold traffic. So that means answering their questions, any objections they might have, because no one's going to just, if you take them straight to a product page, just the product, the price, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> like, because I have questions. I'm, I'm questioning who are you? Like, why should I buy this? What is it really going to give me? You have to really sell me on it if you want me to buy something, especially for someone coming from Pinterest. So I think that's really important because as on Instagram, most people are following you. They already know who you are. They already follow you. So they are more likely if they go to your sales page to probably buy something from you. Whereas Pinterest, they do not know you. So that's really important to take into account. I always think about it like if we looked at dating, for example, if say somebody like comes to pick you up and take you out on a first date and they reach straight in to kiss you when they pick you up, if it's a first date, maybe you've never even met them before. Like maybe it's a yes. date. You're going to be like, ah, uh, sorry. Like <laughs> take me out for dinner first. Wine and dine me. Like let's, let's get to know one another. You're going to be so jarred by that. Whereas right. if you go out and have this really beautiful experience together and maybe they try and kiss you or whatever else at the end of the day, you're going to be far more open to that if it was a great experience. <sighs> And that is such a great example. <laughs> take it, steal it, use it. Uh, it's it's so, you know, because we can feel that in our body, right? And for so many of us, we've been there. I mean, I've been out of the dating game a while now, but I still remember <laughs> that, yeah, that I would feel no, that way. In that I moment. definitely, I think I understand because there was this one situation where this guy tried to kiss me and I was just like, I don't, I ha we haven't been on a date. I don't really even know you, like. I don't know what possessed you to try to kiss me. And it was just really jarring. Like you said, like, yeah. it's just, if you don't know someone, it's very hard for them to, you know, purchase anything from you or invest in you in any way. So that goes for everything, even not just, I would say products, but also your, your free opt-in pages. They all need to really be made for cold traffic from Pinterest because you want this person to kind of somewhat get to know you as soon as they land on your page. So like on all of my clients on their free opt-in pages, I always tell them, make sure they put a picture of themselves, a quick bio, because people, even though you're going to see the benefits and you might want that free thing, you might scroll down and want to get to know them a little bit more because your pin is not the only pin they've seen on Pinterest right now. So it's definitely good to really warm them up to you, charm them <laughs> before yeah. you try to kiss them. <laughs> like, date yeah. them, date them. <laughs> So look, just to break that down as well for our listeners, because you talk through so many amazing things there. So essentially what you're saying here in a nutshell is knowing that when people find you on Pinterest, the majority of the time they haven't come across you before, you're new to them because they've come across your content based on something that they've searched. And so it's all about then warming them up with perhaps the incredible freebie first and foremost. So 
what Presh was talking about just before there was perhaps you have a really incredible lead magnet or freebie that that person might download. And then on the thank you page of that, you might then offer them some sort of low cost product or service or something incredible that is a really natural next step based on that purchase cycle. And I love that when I hear you talk about this, Presh, I can hear how you're you're getting into the mind of each ideal client and you're trying to preempt what it is that they need next. And when we're talking about any kind of funnel, it's always like that is the key to creating a really great funnel is preempting, well, their first problem is this, that's the thing they're searching. And then their next problem, what's that going to look like? And what's the problem after that going to look like? And what information do they need about me to know that I'm credible and that I'm somebody that they can trust? And so I really love that. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yes. So I definitely want to add with your sales pages, if you, um, cause you can set them up specifically. I always say you can duplicate a sales page and put one that's specifically for Pinterest at the bottom, always have an offer for them to get a free offer because even on a $27 offer, if I'm not sure about that, but then I scroll down and I see you're offering me something free that's related maybe to your 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 digital product, then I might sign up for that. That way you still get their email address. Mm-hmm. And then of course, if you want to, you can offer them the tripwire on the thank you page. And then that way you still want to, you have their email address and you have potentially they might buy it for a cheaper price now. And you can sell them more later because they are warm to you. And that was another point is that I always call Pinterest traffic cold, warm traffic because they are cold to you, but warm to what you're you're offering or your Mm -hmm. services or your products because they have searched for it. If you're a financial coach and you have like some kind of budgeting type of tracker or something like that, let's say, if I'm searching for that, I'm already warm to what you have. So maybe your financial coaching tips and things like that are something that I need. And because I'm going to sign up for your email list to get this free tracker, now you have me to tell me about your podcast or tell me to follow you on Instagram or join your Facebook group. So you can have different ways to get people depending on what your goal is. So say for instance, with the financial podcaster or podcast, the financial coach who is a podcaster, they want people to listen to their podcast more. Sending people directly to your podcast is one thing, but are they necessarily going to follow that podcast? They might not. But if you get them on your email list and know that, okay, a lot of people who listen to my podcast come from Instagram, then you can tell them on your email list that can be like your main call to action. Follow me on Instagram to make sure you don't miss any podcast episodes. So then you're still getting them on your email list and now you're getting them to follow you on Instagram. And then that's going to have them listening to your podcast. So you're getting them in multiple ways. They're joining you on multiple platforms. And your ultimate goal was your podcast listening, but you got them in many different ways. And this is why, you know, building your email list just never goes out of style because (laughs) it means that you've got the opportunity to remarket to these people again and again and again. Right. Two things you said there. So just to clarify for everyone listening, so a tripwire then just to specifically speak to this is 
when if you download a freebie on the thank you page, right. you offer then that low cost product. So that's called a tripwire. Essentially, it's marketing jargon for like tripping the wire. We need a better term for it. It sounds terrible, right? But that's the <laughs> official term. And then the second thing you shared there, and you've told me this before, and I really love it, is this this idea that Pinterest users have their credit card in hand. And so while they might be cold to you, they're warm to what it is they want. And so mm-hmm. if you can create that compelling offer and and make it like, hey, I've got exactly what you want and exactly what you search for. And this is an easy solution that's going to solve your problem immediately then the likelihood of if you get that right, them handing over their credit card is really high. So right. I love that you shared that. Yeah, people just don't think the full thing through. They just think, oh, I want them to buy it as soon as they go to this page. But it's like, how many people actually do that? And you're thinking once again, like you're a user who already knows you, someone who already knows you and, and is warm to you. But these people aren't. So you have to know that you have to build out maybe your email list sequence to make sure you warm them up to you. And then maybe offer them the the offer multiple times because if I signed up for your freebie and it's something that's interesting to me and now you're sending me emails and I'm finding those interesting as well, then if you start offering me that product again, now I might say, oh, I feel like I know them a little bit more. So I'm going to purchase because clearly I did want this. That's why I signed up for your email list. Yes. And now I trust you. And I yes. built that no like and trust factor. And it just took a little bit of time because I needed to be worried and sharp. <laughs> exactly. So good. So Presh, can you share with us your ultimate tips and recommendations for anyone that is wanting to add Pinterest to their strategy during 2021? Yes. So my first tip, you guys have have already heard me say this like three times, which is know your Pinterest goal. So really clarify and get a lot of clarity around what you want Pinterest to do and then building your funnel to that. And the fun thing about Pinterest is that you can have many different funnels for the same goal or for multiple goals. So you don't have to, going back to the podcast downloads, there's multiple ways you can get people to listen to your podcast without just sending them directly to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or to your website. You want to use all your different ways. So it's important from the beginning to know your goal. And then a second thing would be Do not treat it like any other platform, which we already talked about. So Pinterest is always changing just like every other platform. And it's sometimes annoying, just like every other platform. But you have to be willing to keep up with the changes or have someone like an expert in your back pocket to help you with what changes are happening. And then understanding that change is going to happen. That's just how life works and we have to keep going with it. But if you really focus on learning the platform and knowing the basics, that's really, really going to be what keeps you going and gets you far. And then the next thing will be to, I say to always put everything that you can onto your website. So if you have a podcast, you should be posting that podcast on your website. Each episode should be its own blog post. And that way you can send people directly to your website. That way you're getting the website traffic, which is going to help you with your SEO on Pinterest and Google, which is perfect. And then you also be, you're also able to capture those people who are coming to listen to your podcast through your email list, through an opt-in, whatever the case may be. 
Same thing for any of your I do. I put my IGTV stories, uh, IGTV videos on my website. I put my YouTube videos on my website because it's still going to give me views for YouTube or views for IGTV, but it's also going to have them on my website where I can ask them to sign up for my email list as well. And then <laughs> be patient. So Pinterest is a slow burn. It's going to take time. Everything worth it, I think, takes time. Look at, you know, having a baby. That takes time. And it takes some time to cook the baby before it's born. So you have to understand that what you do this year or things that you might post in November might not really pick, get traction into next November. But how cool is it that something that you posted on Pinterest last year is bringing you people to your email list, people to your podcast a year from then. No other platform is able to do that. You, you can't post a post on Instagram and expect people to still find it and actually do what you ask them to do a year from now. So though it takes time, it's going to be something that works for you in the very, very long time. If you go on Pinterest now and you search for something, a lot of the times you're going to find posts or blog posts from 2016, 2017. Imagine how those people feel to have people still viewing their blog posts from four years ago. Like that's amazing. So those are like my main, main tips. Incredible. I love those so much. I think that yeah, this is a pen and paper episode, <laughs> which I'm hoping people have worked out by now. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot again. one more. Go I forgot one more. Go. The other thing is that if you are someone that wants Pinterest to work a little bit faster for you, then you definitely can use Pinterest ads. And it's something that I work with my clients with both ads and not without ads, not without ads, is that right? <laughs> and without ads. <laughs> and both of these strategies can work. It depends on the type of person you are. So if you do not want like to take that long for that your, your, your posts or your pins to really get traction, you can always use Pinterest ads. And because Pinterest is now a publicly traded company, ads are really, really growing really fast and they work really well together with Facebook ads. So it's not like you have to choose one or the other. You can choose both or you can choose Pinterest ads. I think they are great. <laughs> but of course, I'm a little biased, but I definitely think you should, because of just where we are going in the world, ads are becoming such a thing. Definitely, if you are using ads or considering it, I definitely suggest trying out Pinterest ads in 2021. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I love that there's a clear, I guess, hierarchy of mm -hmm. how to move through incorporating Pinterest so that you're feeling really strategic about doing so, knowing that it's not something that you're just deciding you want to use because it's fun or you use it for yeah. know, whatever and you see that it's getting traction. It's like there's actual strategy behind it, which is there the most important thing. It is. And it's like, I just keep thinking of tips. But <laughs> the last, last tip is do not, as a, as a Pinterest, when using Pinterest as a business, remember that you're using it to get your content out there and not other people's content. So we are so caught up if you use Pinterest just normally, like to, you know, find decorations for your house or find your favorite recipe, you're used to pinning other people's content. But when you're using it as a business, it's about your business and you need to be pinning more of your content or content that complements your content. So mm -hmm. for me, I pin Pinterest stuff and Instagram stuff, but I also will pin other people's content on stuff like Facebook marketing or LinkedIn marketing, TikTok marketing, because 
though I don't teach those things, they're marketing strategies that coaches might find helpful and they still work together with what, what, what I'm teaching. So yes. I wouldn't post or pin recipes because that's not really helping my clients. They're not going to care about my favorite recipe. And that's important to remember as a business on Pinterest. Yes, completely agree. Presh, where can we find you? What I know that you have a bunch of different offers for people at different stages of their business. Can you just talk us through those? Yeah, so you can definitely find me on my favorite platform, which is surprisingly not Pinterest. But <laughs> <laughs> not for engagement anyway. I love Pinterest for what it's, it's great for, which is top of fun, of course. But for all of my shenanigans, as I like to say, it, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I love being on Instagram stories and making fun reels and videos. So that's where you can find me and interact with me the most. And of course, I'm also on Pinterest always. But <laughs> I like to just really engage with my with my community. And I think that's where Instagram really shines. And then to work with me, I offer Pinterest and Instagram services. And I do, I'm working right now on my Pinterest VIB day and the B is for badass. And um, I, love <laughs> I love it. And I am really excited about that offer because it's really about helping people. It's what I call a starter kit. So a Pinterest, mm -hmm. your Pinterest starter kit. So if you're at the beginning stages or you've tried Pinterest and it did not work out for you and you're trying to figure out why this is perfect for you because it's going to help you from the beginning. We're going to talk about your goals, how to get started, keyword research, which I didn't even touch on this time. Surprisingly, I'm always talking about keywords, but those are very, very important. <laughs> so it's going to help you with all of the beginning stages of getting started on Pinterest so that you can really start off correctly and that for you or your VA or someone that you're working with can continue on really growing your Pinterest the right way with the right strategy. So good. Presh, thank you so, so much for your time. This has been amazing. And I think it's such an epic episode for anyone to listen Yay. to if they're considering adding Pinterest to their strategy. So thank good. you for having me. Such a pleasure. <laughs>